You're listening to Be Well With B, where I aim to uplift you through encouragement, information, and the Word of God while promoting wellness of the spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Brittany Neesmith, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we're talking about the power of your words. This is a very important topic. Your words can build and they can destroy. They can bring life and they can bring death. Because of that, I'm breaking this topic into two episodes. Today, we're going to look at how devastating negative words are for your life and those around you. With that being said, let's get into it. Words have so much power, and we have to start being more mindful of how we use our words and how we use the power. The universe was created by words. The fall of man came out of a conversation. Cities are built Deals are made and lives are taken by the use of words. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That simply means what you say is what you get. Every time you open your mouth, every time you use your words, you are creating. We're made in God's image. And I've already said the universe was created by words. They were created by God's words. So if you made in God's image and he could create the universe, surely he's made you to create some things down here on this earth. So when we're using our words, we're building and creating structures and systems and cages and chains, all kinds of things with just our words. Now, words seeds that's right seeds every time you speak you're planting something something the bible says in mark 11 23 to 24 verily i say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. I did switch up my ye's and use. Okay, all right. But what that is saying is, what you say, and then that if you believe that what you're saying is true, that's what you have. That is amazing. And that's dangerous. Right? I'm saying as a person, I've, I've lived my life as an optimistic person most of my life. I've learned to have optimistic realism, which means I can't just go out here, you know, with rose-colored glasses, think that everything is going to be great all the time. But what I do is I know that my words shape my reality. And if I keep saying it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. And sometimes I say it's going to be okay. And I don't know why I'm saying it. I just know that's the only thing I can say. People, you get upset with me with that. Like, why do you say, like, oh, it's going to be fine. How do you know? I don't know. But I do know that it's going to be fine. Why do you keep saying it? Because I have to. It has to be fine. It has no choice but to be fine. I used to say that all the time and I still say it. Oh, it's going to be okay. The situation looks bad on the outside. Yeah, but it's going to be okay. How do you know that, Brittany? Because I said so. 
and people don't like my answer sometimes. They look at me like I'm crazy, but this is why. I said so. I said it's going to be good. So that means how much more dangerous is it if you're saying it's going to be bad? If you're saying that, oh, this isn't going to work out. If you are building and planting these seeds. So think about, you know, a farmer as they're scattering. Think about uh, Johnny Appleseed as he was scattering his seeds all across the place. Some people scatter. They just use their words haphazardly. Some people are just speaking out the side of their neck all the time, just throwing words and daggers and seeds, not understanding that their words have power. Even with the most ignorant person, those words also still have power. The power doesn't just lie in who that person is, what status they are, uh, are they in charge of something or not. No, words have power because you're a human being created by the Most High God. Your words have power no matter who you are. A child's words have power. So that means you be careful what you sing around your children because they repeat what they see and they hear. But back to the seeds. As you're scattering those seeds or you're planting those seeds, right? Some people scatter and don't understand what they're doing. And some people plant intentionally, which is good and bad. The word says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Which means some people are knowingly, intentionally planting death. Some people are knowingly, intentionally planting life. Here's an example. So during... One of my jobs, I worked at a place where we get bonuses, uh, yearly bonuses, and there's a lot of factors that go into it, all right? So, of course, some sales, there's some other things that go involved into it, uh, of course, the things that we use in our expenses, all that is factored into it. And the company would send us little um, updates on what our bonus looked like. Well, this, uh, not too long ago, it's time for our bonus. It came out saying that, you know, I'm trending lower than I got the first time I ever got it, which was weird. That was like the initial trend was like low. So I'm like, okay, whatever. (laughs) A bonus is addition to my regular paycheck. Like I don't have to get this. So I'm totally fine with it. But here we are. Time is moving along. Then we get another, you know, update. Uh, it's the same. Okay, cool. Then we get another update. It says zero. <laughs> so it says zero dollars and we're not going to get anything. Mind you, this is also going on during a time where I have been um, changing my life and seeking God more often. So moving towards this direction that I'm in now. So I understand that the computer said zero. But I also understand uh, I serve the almighty God. So I didn't care. I closed it off, moved on. We'll get another update. Now it's closer to the time that it pays out, right? My friend that works there, he he works with me. He says, he gives me a call. Brittany, it says zero. I'm like, what are you talking about? There was no hello. It was Brittany, it's zero. Well, first of all, I need some context. What are you talking about? It's zero. What's zero? The bonus is zero. We're not getting nothing. Oh, that's what it says on a computer? Yeah. Oh, uh, don't, don't, under, no, don't understand what you're talking about. What do you mean? I say, like, I'm going to get money. 
what are you talking about? I'm going to get money. I'm going to get a bonus. I don't know how much I'm going to get, but I do know there's no way that I've been moving in this direction and I'm not going to get anything. Y'all might not get anything, but I'm going to get a bonus. Mind you, we're all grouped together. So if one of us gets money, we all get a bonus. That's kind of how that works. So we get off the phone. I don't want to talk about it no more. Right. I'm not talking about it with naysayers. Oh, my goodness. Did you see it? Did you see it? Uh, yep. I've seen it. What do you think? I think I'm still going to get a bonus. <laughs> I tell you. Everybody's like, no, it says zero. But I keep talking about being zero. Yours is going to be zero, but I'm going to get some money. So this, this happened for like we were in like it was like a three week to a month stretch now to where everyone's like up in arms over it because it's not a little bit of money. Mind you, each of us get a different rate. And one of us, you know, of course, the one who's in charge gets a much bigger rate than us. He's, I don't know how he was feeling, but he was in the middle of perplexed and devastated and trying to be hopeful. And so he comes to me and he goes, did you see it? Yes, I, I heard about it. Like, what do you think? I said, I have hope. <laughs> he was like, really? I think I was the first person that said something positive. I have hope. There's no way. There's no, he started giving all the scenarios. Yeah, I've seen this person do this before. I've seen this happen before. I'm like, exactly. I don't know how it's going to turn around, but it's going to turn around. I have no problems in understanding the fact that it's going to turn around. It's going to turn around because I believe it will. So, time goes on. Now, I'm out and about with another um, friend of mine at the time who knows about the situation that we work for the same company, but not in the same place. And heard that it was zero. So this friend goes, oh, um, such and such told me that it was uh, your bonus is zero. Uh, nope, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it because there's no way. And I give the whole speech because there's no way that I serve almighty God and I end up with zero. It's absolutely not true. I won't. It won't happen. Well, that's not really how it works. What do you mean? It might not work that way for you. But there's no way. And then I get aggravated because we, whatever. I, all I know is. I'm getting the bonus. Okay, good positivity. Try to give me, literally at that moment, try to give me a high five. I would not high five them. I was pissed. Sorry. I was very upset. I will not high five them. Like, I want no high five from you. Because you came with that negativity. I'm not coming with negativity. I'm positive. So, more of the story is, time comes around for our, uh, our last little update that basically was going to end up on our paycheck. We got a bonus. I get almost double of what my initial incentive said I was going to get. So, whatever seeds. And you're think about that too in another way. Everybody else was planting negative seeds. I was planting more positive seeds or bigger seeds or the seeds that I have just produce a bigger plant. I don't know what to tell y'all, but all I do know is this, that I'm not going to let anybody else's negativity deter me from what I know is mine. That's how we have to live our lives. But the seeds that you plant in your life, the seeds that you plant with your family, the seeds you plant with your friends on your job, they're going to grow into something. Right? We reap what we sow. They're going to grow into something. It's very important to remember that it's going to produce a fruit. <laughs> it's going to produce a fruit. Now what? Are you picking off of your plant? 
What are you picking out for your plant? I'm sitting here mostly optimistic. So I'm always picking out good fruit. Yes, yeah, sometimes I, I, I realize I have a plant of that bad seed. I go ahead and kill that plant. I approve that one. That was my bad. I have to do better because we're, again, we're humans. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to sin. We, we all fall short of the glory of God. But with our words, man, we just got to do a better job. We got to understand that even that negative self-talk, when we're saying crazy stuff about ourselves, I can't stand it. I can't stand it for people to give like self-deprecating jokes and think it's funny. It's not funny. You think you're alcoholic? You keep saying you're alcoholic? You are an alcoholic. And you have no way of getting out of it because you keep proclaiming it. You, I have a person who tells me that they are an alcoholic and that they are a whore. Excuse my language, but that's what they say. And so if you continuously tell me this, that you're, you have no way of finding a way out because you always remind yourself that's who you are. And if you say it and you believe it, that's what you're going to get. And with alcoholism comes like kidney disease and liver disease. So, you know, so infirmity is going to be right behind it. And you stay being sick. But that's a whole nother thing. If, speaking of that, for my hypochondriacs out there, quit saying you got something. You don't, you, if you are not a licensed professional, doctor, nurse, whatever, quit going to Google or WebMD, which y'all know you have a splinter in your finger. They're going to say it's a form of cancer and they're going to try to diagnose you. Please stop going to that. Dr. Google isn't a real doctor. Please, if you're not a licensed professional, even if you are, and if that's not your specialty, you better go seek another opinion. Quit diagnosing yourself with stuff that you have no business diagnosing yourself with. Oh, I have a, you know, oh, I have this issue going on. And it could be, no, you don't know that. What doctor did you go see? What doctor? You go to the doctor yet? No, I didn't go. So what are you talking about? How do you know you have it? Who told you you had it? You saw somebody in uh, at uh, at the store? A doctor gave you a diagnosis off the clock? I don't think so. So, the people with the negative self-talk, the hypochondriacs, um, depression, okay, that, that's a big thing. People who are depressed, people have, oh, I think I'm going to get in trouble with this, but it is what it is. Well, I guess I did take that back, right? I'm not going to get in trouble with this. I'm going to say it. it's the truth. People who continuously proclaim their diagnosis as who they are. Right? Like, oh, I have di- I got diagnosed with X. I am this. I have that. I am continuously repeating and saying, over and replanting, reseeding the ground with the diagnosis that the doctor said I have. Why would you do that? Why do you identify as an ailment? That's crazy. I could have sworn your mom didn't name you that. Your mom named you your name, right? Not anxiety. Your mom did not name you depression. Your mom did not name you ADHD. Your mom did not name you uh, psoriasis. Your mom did not name you gout. Your mom did not name you uh, PCOS. Your mom didn't name you that. So, quick proclaiming and identifying as ailments. That is not who you are. This is also important for people who are just pessimistic. 
Twitter's no nothing positive going on in their day, their lives, their outlook, their future, uh, their ideas, anything. Those people are draining to be around us at the least. But be mindful of, you know, your interaction with those people. You can be planting seeds to help them out. I try my best to do that. I, I deal with a with an Eeyore, okay, where it's usually something not good. And so I used to get frustrated. First, I used to go overboard and try to be overly optimistic and positive with that person, which is exhausting. Then I used to get frustrated dealing with that person. Now I just kind of like I'm in the middle of... All right, if you want to hear positive things, hey, I'll throw a couple out there. See if you bite. If you're not biting, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to let you live where you want to live. Because one thing I can't do is change you. I can only change me. I'm only in control of me. I'm only in control of what I say and what I do. I have no control over if you feel like being an individual with a cloud over their head today. Because it's not going to rain on me. It's just going to rain on you. So. Be mindful of. The people who hear your words. Because they. The words get planted in you. And can also get planted in them. Especially if you're around impressionable people. Not even just children. Just impressionable people. Some people are. A lot of people. Not some. Are looking and longing and going after somebody to pour into them, right? People talking about, oh, my cup overflows. Yeah, there's people, there's a lot of dry vessels out here, empty vessels who are looking and seeking people to pour into them. And so if you're pouring out your death seeds, your hate seeds, your negative seeds, your broke seeds, all those, your sick seeds, all those seeds, you're pouring that into somebody else. You're planting seeds and you kind of don't know sometimes who's hearing you or who's listening to you, depending on where you are. But the things you say, it impacts more than just you. You have an impact on everybody around you, not just your family and your friends. You have an impact on strangers and those people around you. So be careful with how you are using your seeds. Now, I want to move over and talk about using foul language. Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the heavens. Now, this is coming from someone who used to identify as a cousin Christian. Okay? So I want you to know there's no judgment coming from here. It's just is what it is. The more you know, the the better you do. But I notice that the more I try to get everything together and get myself aligned and set up right, the more things just kind of fell away from me. So things I didn't have to work on trying not to do, I just didn't do it no more. And because it was one of those things, I just stopped. And I realized... I stopped doing it when people who would cuss around me apologized to me. And I was like, what are you doing? They say a word and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm looking at them like, no, I, I'm the last person to apologize to. I used to say worse things. I strain things together. 
in such a way that, you know, that's something we have to be mindful of too. If our words, like I said, are seeds, there's people who are getting seeds from us. What are we doing with it? And I can add that I have slipped up before after realizing I stopped doing it because, you know, I'm a human. I got angry and I said something. I also had immediate conviction and I repented and moved on. But I heard this lady make this or make this statement as she read in the Bible that one of the ways that Peter, when he was denying Jesus, showed that he had nothing to do with Jesus. He started cursing and saying all this bad stuff to prove to the to the people who kept asking him, are you with Jesus? He's like, no, as Jesus is on his way to be crucified. So that shows you that a way to to prove to others that you're not following the Lord is with the words you're saying, and especially if you're cussing. And I was like, well, that solidified it for me. So I'll make a point now. So whenever I do get that mad again, I'm not going to use my words against somebody. I'm not going to, I don't have to, I have, most people have a lot of knowledge. You can Google words that's more terrifying than your cuss words. Okay, you can put some sentences together with words that people don't understand and it's going to put more fear in their hearts because they don't even know what you're talking about than you cuss it. So, you know, that's all I really have to say about that because I know people get touchy about them being able to use their cuss word. Do what you want. Do what you need to do. My job is just to give out the information. Now, that First Peter 3, 9 says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't reta- retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. So that is another reason not to go back and forth with people. You don't have to use your words. You don't always have to be right. When someone, when someone insults you, you don't have to enter every argument that you're invited to. And I say that as someone who uh, used to have the issue of always being right. Uh, But I also just don't like people playing around with me or my name. So, you know, when you have to get someone together, you can politely go ahead and get them together. But don't repay their insults with evil. You don't have to use evil words in order to get your point across because they use evil words and they they insulted you. In fact, most recently someone uh, insulted me. And I haven't said anything to that person about it. And because so, I don't know what it is. I've noticed that person has been like eaten alive by the fact that I haven't even brought up the situation to them. I will talk about everything else but that. Because there's no point. What's, what, who cares what you think? Who cares what you said anyway? You were wrong and you knew you were wrong. And you're so wrong that it's starting to like eat you up on the inside. Well, that's, that, that for me is enough justice. I don't have to come say anything to you because you decided to give your unwarranted opinion, unsolicited opinion. No one cared for it. No one asked for it, but you gave it out. You insulted me and other people. That wasn't worth it. Now you're looking behind your back like someone's going to come get you. I'm not, I'm not the one you need to be worried about. <laughs> I'm the last one that you need to be worried about. But that is how you should be handling your situations. And I know it might seem like you're pacifying those people 
or you're being passive because you're allowing people to say something, what are their words going to do to you? Because they insulted you. Only thing you need to do is cancel their negative words and then move on with your day. It's not up to you. You don't have to enter every argument that you're invited to. You just don't. In fact, for those people, and even for yourself, Matthew twelve thirty six says, But I say unto you, but I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account for it in the day of judgment. Again, I'm not the one you gotta worry about. You should never open up your mouth. Now we've gone over several several <laughs> now we've gone over several different reasons why we should not be using negative words. Uh, another one that I truly believe in and I really is I heard this and it kind of just clicked to me a long time ago even though the person misquoted it and now that I fully understand what it's saying I use this to my advantage. Psalms 103:20 says, "Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word." Meaning Angels go out and do the things that you're out here saying. Specifically, when you're declaring the words of God. So, lucky for you, they're not out here just saying, going out and working on the foolery that you're out here putting on, putting out here. But there's other entities out here who, who love to hear those words, and they do go work on them. James 3.8 says, But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Some things you have to give over to God I had to you know I'm one of those people I understand that my words are powerful so when I say things I have to make sure I'm saying the right things so I'll commit everything I say to God Lord you know guide my tongue today guide my mouth today you know I'm going to a situation I'm already got an attitude I'm already irritated with these people I'm gonna walk in here guide my my tongue today so I don't say anything out of line so I don't say anything to offend somebody. So I don't get out of pocket. If no man can tame it, God is the one who can. And lucky for us in all these things, he has made a way for us to get ourselves out of our negative words, out of the word curses we put on ourselves, our family, our friends. He's given us the grace to be able to change all that with his word. And remember, his angels are hearkening, waiting Meaning they're waiting for you to say the right word so they can go fix things. So they can go do what they're supposed to do. But the final thing I want to add is you don't allow someone else's negative words, hateful words, and things like that be your truth. So if someone is intentionally or continuously abusing you with your word, with their words, if they are being emotionally abusive, verbally abusive to you, that's not your truth. You, if they're sitting there telling that you're ugly, you're not smart, you got to remember those that right there, you have the power to cancel all of that. Knock their words out of the air. You have, you have a way of escape at all times. You are important. What the, what the movie say? You are, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. I believe that's what they said. So, 
even if they didn't, you're that too. Okay? Please. As a powerful individual as you are, you do not let someone else come tell you who you are because they didn't create you. They happened to cross you and you happen to give them your time. Do not give out your time, your space, and your energy to people who are consistently sowing bad seeds into your life with their words and their actions for that matter. Negative words spoken over you can hinder you in a way you have no idea. Someone can put plant a seed in you today and it won't grow and prosper until 10 years from now right when you need to have the right type of confidence. Someone can tear down your confidence in a, in a small, subtle way to you at the moment, but it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And now you get an opportunity that you can't even fulfill because you let someone else's negative words sit there and grow and ruminate and blossom into a huge plant of crap. I want to decree and pray the word of God over you as you begin to shape the world around you for the better with your words. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. The mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. He who restrains his words has knowledge. And he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. Take a moment today to cancel any negative words that you said over other people or over yourself. Declare that it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. And take time to cancel anything negative, intentionally or unintentionally, that other people have spoken over you. Again, declare that it shall now stand, neither shall it come to pass. I want to thank you for joining me today and tune in to another episode of Be Well With B. If this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, comment, rate, and review the podcast. Your feedback would mean the world to me. Until next time, I appreciate you for spending time with me on this journey to complete wellness. See you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.